What's happening, everybody? Um, today, I told you that a new episode would be coming out soon. So today, we're going to be covering Apple's spring-loaded event where they revealed a lot of new hardware and a lot of new features. So let's just dive right into it. This was a pretty interesting event, I thought. It, they definitely revealed a lot more than I thought that they would. Um, they made some huge announcements, in my opinion, that... Um, will really shape the future of their product lineups. So I think a lot of people kind of assume, if you know me personally, you assume that I, I hate Apple and I don't hate Apple. In fact, I'm very much invested in what Apple does just because I know from past experience that whether you like it or not, if Apple does something pretty soon, all the companies that I do actually like and do actually invest money into are probably going to follow suit. Whether it's removing ports um, adding notches to displays, um, increasing the resolution, even though they really haven't been on the forefront, um, for the last couple of years, uh, just, you know, um, adding super expensive, um, dongles and things like that to all your products. Um, Apple is a leader in all sorts of aspects. So it, I think it's incredibly important. This is the uh, most wealthy company on the planet right now. It's incredibly important that I cover this stuff and I get excited for these things. I don't root against Apple. In fact, I want them to make great products because that is going to influence the rest of the market. So with, um, with that said, let's get into um, probably, let's just start with probably the big one. I'll take a sip of water. Um, the biggest announcement here was that the iPhone 12 now comes in the color purple. So... Um, for those of you who are purple fans, this isn't the first purple phone that they make that they made, and this probably won't be the last one. But to me, that is the biggest announcement today is that the iPhone 12, um, they made it, they invented the color purple, <laughs> as they like to claim. So I'm just joking. Um, we will start with that, but that's obviously not the biggest thing that con that um, <laughs> was announced today. But that is how they led the con. Uh, they uh, started the convention, not the convention, the. Uh, the um, announcement video because it's not a live show anymore. It's actually um, really entertaining how they film these conference. I don't know what to call them, these events um, because the cinematography is incredible. You know, so you know that there's some incredibly talented people just on the video production side of things for these um, live events. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a pretty cool, it's like a, it's very similar to the one that the iPhone 11 came in last year, which was a notable omission from the color lineup this year, is like, did you make a purple phone last year? No, you don't have, so I don't know, it's kind of like, um, did they, they had a purple iPhone 11, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not crazy by saying that, I could have sworn it came in purple. Yes, it was like a super, it wasn't nearly as vibrant as this one. It almost looks like a gray in some pictures. Okay, I'm going to not spend too much time on the color purple. Um, what you need to know, iPhone 12 and iPhone 12 mini will come in this color, and the Pro models do not get any new colors, which is interesting. The more expensive phones don't have way less color options now, but um, yeah. So that's all you have to know about that. Okay, let's let's get into some of the big, the big ones. Um, let's talk about... Um, a new product that um, Apple has released. It's called the Apple AirTag. And we've seen products like this before, especially um, the most popular one is from a company called Tile. 
So essentially the concept is it's a small RFID chip, or in this case, it's like a puck. And you can attach it to your keys, uh, a backpack, book bag, your wallet, anything like that. It's a really small chip. And what it does is if you lose something, so it's items that are commonly lost. So like that's why I need... I need two of these. I need one on my wallet and one on my key ring because um, those are the most commonly lost items um, for me. But what it does is it lets you track these items. So whether, let's say you're in your room, you're looking for it, it's like under your bed or something, you can either have it like, they have um, precise tracking where it actually shows you like an arrow on your phone that precisely like, almost like a game of hot and cold it tells you where it is. It can emit a beep to like alert you. Oh, there it is. Or let's say something more extreme happens. You leave your wallet on the bus. If you take public transportation, you can actually, you'll be able to track its location through the puck. So it's not a new concept, but the reason why this is probably going to be the best one is that this puck, this Apple AirTag, um, is obviously deep within the Apple ecosystem. And so I'm starting to notice the trend of Apple's new products is that they are trying to expand this ecosystem as far as they can to the point where eventually every single connected device that you can think of will be connected. They want everything. And this tile concept was getting really popular. So Apple's just like, hey, let's make our own and let's make it better. And this will be better. So tile, when it comes to um, long range looking for your lost item it relies on people around it having tiles so obviously tile isn't um, completely adopted not everyone has a tile RFID chip in their pocket but this the Apple AirTag relies on iOS devices so that's iPhones and iPads and I wonder if um, Apple watches because obviously um, it, it would be very, it's very rare for someone to have an Apple watch on without their iPhone, but if someone's going on a jog and they have the LTE version of the watch, maybe, um, and those are used to help track your device. So obviously now, since it's using iPhones, essentially that's going to be 95% of the devices that this thing will feed off of, um, it's going to be a much clearer picture of where this lost item is instead of, um, other tiles. So really interesting i think that it's going to be it's going to be use it's going to be much more useful okay um and by the way the pricing of this is $29 for one or $99 for a four pack so i believe that's right in line it actually undercuts tile if i'm um correct so let's take a look here cuz tile is like wait hold on i can't just type tile tile tracker <laughs> i'm getting like home depot like bathroom tile okay so it's 25 bucks for a tile so you're paying five dollars extra for oh but a four pack is only 70 bucks interesting so it's a 30 dollar um and you can get the the smaller version the sticker version for 60 dollars for a four pack so it is more expensive than tile by a little bit but I think a lot of people are going to be, and I believe Tile is smaller. It is. It's smaller. The only thing that I don't like is it's a bit of a, it's it's a very apple shape, right? So it's a bit of a rounded puck. It's very small, but 
the tile is a completely squared off design it's flat edges um so i don't know interesting very interesting i don't know uh, man it might be a bit more difficult to justify if you have an iphone though like just go for it i'd go for the air tag because um apple could very easily um implement some more features down the road for just ios devices that you might want to invest in early okay so that is that that's all i really want to talk about for that we're gonna save the G oh, my phone let me silence that quickly sorry about that everybody let's move on to the apple tv i i know the the, the two big ones i'm saving for last so this is the one I, I've done the least um, research on. So Apple TV is getting a, it's getting a new 4K version with the A12 Bionic chip inside, which is the chip that was in the iPhone XS, XS Max, and XR. Um, it claims it can play HDR and high frame rate videos now. It'll be starting at 179 for the 32 gig model, um, which is the same pricing as a previous generation. And it's got an all new designed remote with... Uh, more with Siri integration on it. Um, not super excited about that. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, the redesigned remote. They talked about Ted Lasso's second season debuts. I don't watch that show. I don't have an Apple TV account. Um, this is kind of interesting. So I, I just really skimmed over the. Uh, I don't. Th I don't think most people really care about the Apple TV. Um, Apple is launching an in podcast in-app subscription service which is great for me because this podcast is on apple podcasts so i can start charging you guys to listen to this thing <laughs> i'll never do that but apple announced that subscriptions are coming to the podcasts app which will give you benefits like ad-free listening the service will launch in 170 regions and the company is also redesigning the podcast app. I also heard that there's sort of, they're implementing like a, for creators, they're implementing like a Patreon style um, service where like I could essentially, instead of using Patreon, I can kind of do it through Apple Podcasts and you guys could support me through that. Um, uh, personally, I don't know if I'm going to do anything like that in the future. So yeah, you guys should be okay with that. Okay, where are we at? 10 minutes? Perfect. I want to keep this under 20 minutes, and these last two are going to take a while. Okay, next, we've got the new iPad Pro lineup, which is the 12-inch, 12.9-inch. Did they just announce the 12.9-inch tablets? It's 12.9-inch it's and 11-inch, that's right. Um, I, I, I want to say 9-inch for some reason. It's not. It's 11-inch. Uh, okay. So, the new iPad Pros look really interesting. Um, they're keeping the same design as before. Um, nothing really different there, but the hardware is different. So, like myself and a lot of people predicted, they're putting the M1 chip in the iPads now, which is extremely exciting. A lot of people are saying that it's overkill. For iPad OS, and I would tend to agree, um, just because the M1 chip is so powerful. But I mean, this really cements the iPad as really the only, um, the only real option. It's the king, the undisputed champion of tablets right now. Um, if I if I were in the market for a tablet, I get an iPad all day because there's just there's no other companies 
um, especially on the Android tablet. The Android tablet scene has been pretty dry, um, pretty much forever. I mean, it's been dry since its announcement because us Android fanboys were were super excited that it that they'd have a real competitor to the iPad. But eh, I, I really think the iPad has remained, for the most part, um, it's been uninterrupted as the tablet champion. I don't think I think most people would agree with that. So also, it's got a Liquid Retina XDR display, um, which is a mini LED display, which is a much improved um, display. And it's got a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera that can automatically track you doing video calls. That is really cool as well because the iPad didn't have ultra wide um, before and now it does. But really, if you're taking pictures and video on your iPad, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like most people don't really care about the camera um i think the lidar sensor was a lot more of a big a meaningful improvement with last year's model just because um ipads are generally they're used as tools more than anything and not necessarily communication devices and the lad the lidar that's a tool that's an extra sensor that is useful i forget what it does to be honest with you um but it's it's i think it's for like infrared and things like that it's useful for a lot of applications and so it, it really goes back to the ipad as a tool the iphone is that social media communication device um and i think that as if apple can kind of separate those two camps it'll make these products um it'll keep both of these products relevant and they're doing a very good job of that so also pricing the 11-inch model starts at $800, which is pretty reasonable, honestly, for an M1-equipped mobile device. And the 12.9-inch starts at $1,100. So um, that's up to you if you want an iPad. But I'm just thinking, like, it, it, it's hard because now I have to kind of wrap, rewrap my brain around this because I'm so used to iPads just being equipped with um, the last-generation iPhone processor. But it's not. It's got the M1 chip in it, which is probably going to be... It'd be interesting to see um, benchmarks between this and um, the iPhone. It'll be interesting to see which one is more powerful on the mobile operating system. Okay, um, that's all that there is to cover on that. And finally, the big kahuna, the bee's knees. I don't know what else to call it. Apple's new... Finally... They did this. They redesigned the iMac, Apple's all-in-one desktop computer solution, and it's very polarizing. <laughs> I I love it, and think that they played it really safe at the same time. So there are count them up seven colors now with this thing, which really it. It harkens back to the original iMac, which came in all those crazy colors. Um, so that's pretty cool because um, I'll admit, like, obviously it's it's infamous at this point. The iMac, the design of the iMac hasn't changed since 2007. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Let me type in 2007 iMac. iMac. Um, yeah. But <laughs> that, that looks <laughs> that's hilarious. So if you think about it, for as long as the iPhone has been around, Apple has kept the same design <laughs> for the iMac and the iMac Pro. That is uh, saying it out loud now. It's like that is almost unbelievable. But I just hit my desk. Um, but 
Um, that's crazy. So that design is literally as old as the first generation iPhone. Um, no one talks about that ever. Um, and honestly, it aged pretty well because if you think about it, this design isn't too much of a departure from that. So I love the squared off edges. I like the fact that it comes in colors just because the nostalgic side of me, I remember being in elementary school and the, the computer lab was those original, this might be aging me a little bit. Um, it was the original IMAX, like the big plastic, clear plastic, colorful IMAX. I remember our computer lab had all of the um, transparent blue. What was that color called? Berry something? I don't I don't remember. Um, Boya? Boya blue? What's it called? Boya blue. What's it called? IMAX blue color. Um, and it was honestly one of the original... Uh, Bondi blue. That's right. It was called Bondi blue. Um, uh, playing on those IMAX, like I was in kindergarten and first grade and stuff and I was playing on those and it was just one of the original, um, one of the original moments that I remember that really got me interested in computers and technology. And I mean, it's led me to this point where um, I'm pursuing a degree in information technology. Like that's, that's crazy. And when I, when I go back to like, I do owe a lot to Apple. Uh, when it comes to like my enthusiasm for tech, um, it, a lot of it comes back to the original iMac and the iMac lineup. And so I thought that this was super cool. They finally redesigned it. Um, it keeps the chin and it keeps the bezels for the most part. I don't like the white bezel. And I don't know if they could have done it better. Like, I don't know. It would have been nice if there was just no, it would have been nice to have a chin but then just no bezel above that because to me it looks a little weird. Um, it's just a little strange. I don't know um, personally, but the design is cool. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Um, it would have been a 10 out of 10 if they had gotten rid of that bezel. So, oh, I need another drink of water today, guys. I'm sorry. So, enough with the design. Let's talk about improvements. Again, this will have the M1 chip in it. And I tell you this, it would be interesting. Apple will never do it. Never. They'll never do it. But um, it would be interesting if they sold that M1 chip as a separate desktop processor, like you can get an Intel or a Ryzen chip. The, again, let me preface, they're never going to do it. But it would be the I the one thing that I am sort of jealous of is that I can't use this thing on a Windows machine because this chip is it, it's hard to compare apples to apples between Mac and Windows and things like that but it's a really great piece of silicon and for Apple's first crack at it they did an incredible job incredible job I think and the fact that this thing is powerful enough to be thrown into their light, their lightest weight laptops, the uh, MacBook Air, to their big time. I mean, the iMac is meant to be a proper desktop experience, and it's in the iPad. They feel comfortable that the experience will be fast. It'll be good. It'll be powerful enough for um, different power hungry users. It will be interesting to see if the next Mac Pro which is their desktop 
it's in it's in the iMac Mini as well. Which but the Mac Pro, which is their desktop tower, not their all in one. Um, it'll be interesting if that has an M1 chip in it. And um, I'm just really interested to see what they do next with it. I don't think I've talked about the M1 chip too much on this podcast, but maybe that'll maybe that will um be another episode. Another topic. Um, but yeah, so it also brings along with it a new keyboard and a new mouse, which the funny thing is the only difference with the mouse is that they changed the colors. It's still the same magic mouse and they have a magic trackpad too that's color matching. It's still the same mouse that we've been making fun of for years where you have to charge it on the bottom. It's still the same design. They still haven't fixed it, which is hilarious that they're still hanging on to that design. Um, I'd imagine that I could see Apple releasing like a, oh, a pro mouse to like like a Logitech um, MX Master competitor kind of thing where it's just like, oh, it's a pro mouse. It's got, it charges USB-C on the front. That'd be kind of cool. I'd be, see, I'd be interested to see what Apple would do when, they're, when they take a crack at a mouse that's not just meant to be a bare bones basic office PC mouse. Hopefully you guys can't hear that. Um, so anyways, that is pretty much all. Oh, I'll get into it. So the four color, you can buy the new iMac in four colors starting at $12.99 and seven colors and better specs starting at $14.99. I did not know that. They're upcharging you on some of the colors? <laughs> That's the most Apple thing ever. Which four colors is it? So the colors is, um, the funny thing is they don't have fancy names. So it's silver, blue, purple, red, orange, yellow, and green. Those are the seven colors. I didn't know how they were upcharging you on the colors. If I had to guess right now, the two, what would be the two colors? I mean, they just made a big deal out of purple, right? With the iPhone. You would, so you would think that that'd be one of the ones. Which, or three colors, excuse me, apologies for my math. Which three colors are they doing it? Would they do silver? Because silver is the only professional neutral color in here. The rest are very like you have to be working in like if you want to appear as like a professional, you'd probably want like you know, like something that you wouldn't be embarrassed. Like if you're if you're showing if you're taking a client, like let's say you're an engineer, I don't know why an engineer would be using a Mac. Um, or like if you're in a school or something, like you'd probably go with silver. I don't know, like it wasn't too long ago when those blue iMacs were everywhere. In schools, you could probably get away with it. Especially schools. I, that, that's a bad example. Schools, they don't care what color the computer is. Um, and I could just imagine this will be, yeah, this will be the main like computer lab computer for kids. There's going to be a whole new generation of kids who are going to grow up on these iMacs. It's pretty crazy. Um, what would the new, it doesn't say, it doesn't say here which colors are going to um, okay, anyways, I'll forget. Okay, so it's a 24 inch screen. Um, that's the average. So there's no 21 inch or 27 inch right now. I'm sure those will come in the future. An improved 1080p FaceTime camera. Thank goodness, because Apple has had infamously bad webcams, um, built in webcams on their devices for a long time now it's up at least it's 1080p and apparently this the m1 chip does a really good job of post-processing and i saw a video of a side-by-side of the same webcam with an intel powered 
Mac and a M1 powered Mac and it actually looks quite a bit better because of the image processing that the M1 can do. So pretty interesting. Um, and they, they do come with the wireless, of course, they come with the keyboard and the mouse and the trackpad. Interesting. All right. It will be available starting the second half of May. 1300 for the um, lower spec model with only four colors and 1500 for all the colors in the higher spec. It's not saying what the specs are. They all have the M1 chip though. I'm guessing it'll be RAM, storage, etc. So like, because they're all going to have the M1 chip, it's not like they're going to have like dedicated graphics that you could switch in and out. Maybe they will. They could. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's look up. Let's see if there's out here. M1. Well, no, usually the regular iMac doesn't have dedicated graphics. It's usually the iMac Pro, right? M1 iMac specs. Mac Apple. This is interesting because I thought the M1 chip had a pretty good dedicated graphics processor. Which Mac is right for you? No, 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 no. Apple, come on. This is such an Apple way to just, okay, learn more. Tech specs. Here we go. I found it. I found it. Eight core Apple M1 chip, up to 16 gigs of unified memory. So I'm guessing it'll go from eight to 16. That'll probably be one that's different. Oh, it's literally just storage. Right? Am I seeing that right? Yeah. $1,299, $1,500 for the 256 gigabyte SSD model, and then $1,700 for the 512 gig SSD. Only 500 only half a terabyte for $1,700? Oh. Oh, no. Oh, there is a little bit of difference between the M1 chips. So the lower end M1 chip will have the 8-core CPU, the A-Core M1 with four performance cores and four efficiency cores. Th that's the same. The only difference is... Okay, this is weird. The only difference in the lower end is it's got a seven-core GPU. And in the higher end, it's got an eight-core GPU. Interesting. Okay, so this is a comparison here. Okay, so I was correct. The colors that you cannot get in the lower end model are yellow, orange, and purple. Very interesting. I was going to say, I'm like, there's no way they're going to make a big deal out of purple and then relegate it <laughs> to their uh, to their lower end Mac. What What are we? We're at 26 minutes. I'm sorry for the. This is I'm, I'm exploring now. OK, 4480 by 2520 resolution, um, 24 inch. So it's a four and a half K retina display. That's an interesting resolution. I didn't know that. But it's a, it's a very is it a 16 by nine. It should be a 16 by nine aspect ratio. Right. Frequency 50 to 60 hertz. So they have they got some sort of variable refresh rate technology going in there. Okay. Also, there you're limited on the IO. So you on the lower end you get you only get two Thunderbolt USB 4 ports and a headphone jack. Crazy that that's still around. And then on the higher end version, you get two USB 3 and then those two Thunderbolts. 
interesting. They also like... Oh, apparently, this is the best... The best microphone in an iMac ever, whatever. But they made some crazy... They're saying... Wide stereo, stereo surround sound for their speakers. These are still just bottom firing speakers out the bottom. It's funny because uh, Apple could have easily been like, these are just really good speakers. And people would have been happy. But they, of course, they have to just oversell it. Because I'm sure they'll sound great. If it's anything, if, if, if the iPad, the MacBooks are anything to go off of, these speakers will sound great. But of course... They're going to make it sound ridiculous, you know. Okay, well, that's all I'm going to talk about on that. Um, we're going to wrap things up. I kind of got a little off track there at the end, but hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. I am. Um, are you enjoying this new um, format where I only cover one topic, and but I just have more episodes a week? Are you guys enjoying that? Do you enjoy this this format? Because... I think this is nice because then you can just sort of pick and choose which topics you're interested in. You don't have to pan through um, a podcast to, to find the title topic. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Um, I hope you enjoyed this. This is really interesting. I really enjoyed watching the Spring Loaded event um, two days ago at this point. So yeah, those are my thoughts on it. And please, um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. I don't have much of an outro yet. So anyways. Thank you guys. This is Jacob signing out of the Geek Watch podcast, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.